1: lightness, and heartfelt shares. Today on the Untaming Femininity podcast, we have our very first guest and we are super excited. Liz White is a devoted health professional and leadership coach, originally from Northern Ireland, now living in Luxembourg with her four children while working full-time
0: in organisational health in a major investment bank. So happy to have you here, Liz, with us. Liz is our guru of
2: self-care. So how important is self-care for you, Liz? Well, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Meghanna, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Self-care for me is the optimal, you know, without taking care of myself, I wouldn't be able to achieve all of the things that I have on my agenda. And boy, do I have a packed agenda for this lifetime. So I really cherish the time that I can take to take care of myself in the little moments, as well as the, the long days or whether it'd be a week away. I think it's really important just to bask in the beauty of oneself and getting to know oneself really getting to know what you like, what gets on your nerves, (laughs) what can trigger you and what can really help you to get into a deeper realm of relaxation.
1: Oh, when you say deeper realm of relaxation, I automatically feel my muscles just let go. What has led you to getting so in tune with self-care in your life, Liz?
2: Yeah, Sam, it's a wonderful question because Over the years, I I haven't really taken care of myself. A lot of times I was always putting everyone else first. I'm a busy mother of four. I have a full-time job. I have a very high bar on expectation of myself in exceeding all expectations in all of those areas. And really, I, as I said, I was always putting people first and looking after and serving everyone else and forgetting to serve myself. I was always running on empty. And then I would only really slow down and take care of myself when it was absolutely necessary, when I would get a cold, when I would be overrun or overwhelmed. And and slowly but surely I started to see that my emotion was starting to run my life and not emotion in and feeling it in the joy and moving through it it was more that it was all becoming too much and overwhelming and so I started to really sit back and and see what was important for me in life what are my key values where do I find that I can add in my life and sneak little times away for me so it started out like a five minute even going off and lying down in the bed on a weekend taking five minutes while everybody else was running hectic around the house and breathing just really getting in touch with my my breath and, and connecting and then it yeah it, it's moved on it's evolved to going out now and spending some time in nature spending time at the gym. My favorite is going off and being pampered at the beauticians, of course. And yet those are all maybe a bit luxurious. And still I know when I'm standing cooking in the kitchen, just standing there, stirring the pot and going off into my dream, uh, taking myself out of where I'm in that moment with still lots of hectic things happening around, right? So just being in the moment with myself and getting in connection with my breath.
1: I saw you putting your hand on your heart when you
0: said that list, like that connection to self is so important in this process, isn't it? It so resonated with me when you said it kind of goes so far out before we actually take a stop and then do an inventory. Okay, what's going on here? I've really depleted all my energy. So I really need to take care of myself. For me, it has been the same for quite some time. I really, really push it to to where I cannot anymore and then... I take care of myself and that's not the way. So what do you think stands in the way of that?
2: Well, when when you say that, Megan, I get this image of the sea, of the waves, the tide knows that it can only go out so far and then it has to come back in, right? And that's a very natural reoccurring process. And our body really has all of the answers. Um, I, I came across this book by Louise Hay quite a few years ago, maybe some 20 years ago. It's You Can Heal Your Life. And I think that that was where I started to get in touch. You have a sore on your elbow and it's not getting better and you're wondering what is this and then you read about it and then you see, oh, well, actually there's some beliefs linked to that and there's a system of affirmations that you can do. And I started there just really with little rituals around creating affirmations in my day for things that I wanted to see a change in and I'm not necessarily sure whether I healed certain aspects at that time, yet it really took me more into my heart and more into putting myself at the center. There's a real need to listen to your body and stay in tune with your body because it's telling you, when it's telling you something's not right, then it's time to sit with yourself and take that five minutes, maybe even a day. It's taken me quite a while to get self-care ritual going Over the years, more recently, I started to take a day a month, and I call it my mental health day, where I simply take a day off, not for any particular reason. You know, there's nothing to fix, no shopping to do, nowhere to go. Just simply a day where I can be with myself, and I can choose whichever rituals I want to do. Be that sitting on a sofa all day long, or for a couple of hours, reading my favorite book, or going for a walk or just meeting friends for coffee. There's lots of connection, actually, in self-care. It doesn't have to just be about being with oneself and by oneself to take care. There's lots of connecting out to other people and sharing like-minded aspects with others. A bit like we have here in, in our community. We know each other through the leadership and that we have a community there. And we know that we can lean in and reach out to others when we need it.
1: Just to explain to our listeners, Liz is actually part of our Iguana tribe, which is the tribe that we are part of and that we underwent an amazing transformative inner journey, in a leadership journey with. So that's how we got to know each other in this very specific capacity. We are now the most amazing friends to one another, as well as being tribe mate.
2: Yeah, and that friendship is really something that I read recently, now that we're in particular times with the coronavirus, they were saying, you are a sample of the five people you spend the most time with. And I spend a lot of time by myself, but obviously during these times, I have spent significant time with my four children who range from the ages of 10 to 16. So I can see all of my sage aspects where I can be that tremendous 16-year-old teenager and relate in that way. And at the same time, I can be the saboteur rebel child, like having all of these urges like a 10-year-old. It's great to see with the people that you share a lot of time, how they can impact your environment and your sense of self. I'm wondering what you feel about that, ladies, in the time that you spend in your surroundings and the people that you, you mingle with. And how that reflects on your own self and then how you take care of yourself
1: yeah well immediately liz that takes me to thinking of us eccentric sisters and we've told already our listeners about our eccentric type and just how when we're together the energy kind of like really picks up there's a lightness there's a craziness there's a welcome however you are kind of feel and actually connecting into that energy is such a source of grounding and also of energizing actually so I'm speaking from our experience, I feel here, that is such a precious place of self-care because of the fact that we come
0: together, combine our energies and then kind of grow as a result of that. Yes, to add to what Sam is saying, I have figured out that I am an ambivert in the sense that in situations I can be very extroverted and in situations I will just go introverted I need that time alone. And I have noticed as well that in different social situations, it depends on who I'm around with because sometimes my energy gets very low depending on the people that I'm surrounded. So there I need to self-care. There I need to put those boundaries to preserve my energy. That doesn't happen that often because I have some very amazing friends around me. That is linked to my self-care. Like usually people that are called energy vampires that take that energy away
2: from you. Well, I, I love what you say about those energy vampires, Meghina, because that leads me to think of the, these things that trigger me. I work a lot in, in situations where people may feel that they're a victim of something, of some bullying, of some harassment, or a victim of the system and not getting exactly what they want. And I often myself, when, when I see that happening, of course, it's not always apparent for the individuals, but I, I see that happening for a specific reason in order to lead them forth into something that they haven't seen yet. So this sort of shadow side where you have a conflict and then you resolve it and then you may grow a beautiful new connection. Not necessarily with the person who taught you the, the conflict, but with someone else. So really reaching out there. And that for me is a side in self-care, knowing when it is going to be something positive to come out of it and to continue pursuing it and when to really let go and step back and take care of oneself and just be done. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of perseverance in my upbringing and my mental state where I've always been taught to keep going, keep going. Now, actually, having taken more time out for self-care, I realized sooner how to let go, when to know which avenue to pursue, because let's say picking battles is not what we call it. So which battle to, to fight and which one just to, <laughs> to leave early. So when you're really fine tuning your value, and of course, my values working in, in health and well-being is to stay well in myself then you learn to guide yourself uh, when it's time to to continue and to pursue and when it's time to to step back.
1: Oh, great awareness there, Liz. And I want to ask you, like, for our listeners that don't find that process of self-care so intuitively, what starting point advice would you have
2: for those people? Mm. Oh, lovely, Sam. Well, for me, it was an actual psychiatric cardiologist who I'm going to quote today, he said, for people who don't exercise, doesn't matter, just get up and start. I keep this with me and I just constantly think, okay, so it hasn't worked up until now. So what? Let's just go. Let's find five minutes. We have five minutes right now. Um, you could be standing at a bus stop. You could be waiting. You can be sitting somewhere on a park bench. You can start at any moment and just give you go inwards to really look at look at yourself. So I would say start is the key. <laughs> is the key, and. For me, there's really three things. I would start by nurturing myself, nurturing my body. So either nurturing it through exercise, nurturing it through food, and then nurturing it through love. Just doing some loving act for myself on a daily basis. This might just be sitting in a meeting and getting your hand cream out of your handbag and rubbing it into your hands. <laughs> or while you're on a phone or a call, you can do these type of things. Simply nurturing yourself. We used to laugh a lot in the office with an old colleague because I had a huge range of products on my table and she would say it was Liz's boutique. I always love to do these type of things. Just give me a little moment of pause. The self-love, avid lover of these herbal bath salts. And when I get the chance, I set a bath with those. In the morning, first thing, I wake up before everyone else. I got a candle and simply light the candle. I sit with the candle while I'm having my cup of tea and just stir at it. I have nowhere to go. I have nothing else to be doing. And it really helps to bring down my whole heart rate. And Although in the morning, usually it is quite low already. I just relax into it and look at this candle. And that's the five minutes. If, I, if I've had a difficult point at any part of the day, I just think back to those five minutes and that gets me started. So I would say there's, there's many ways. Just start. You know what to do. You know what you love. You know what what you enjoy. And of course, the breath is something we always have with us. Sensing the breath going in and out of each nostril, be it for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you have this with you constantly.
0: I echo what you said when it's about the starting of the day purposefully and really that morning ritual is so important. And it's so funny because you mentioned now starting it with relaxation and, and in my morning meditation this morning, he was saying, usually we relax during the day or relax during the evening. So how about starting the day with relaxing in the morning? And I was like, that's a new thing. That's nice. Like, of course, for me, it's very important, but I didn't put it that way. So that
2: was interesting. I'm just thinking more on the morning, lighting a candle, getting yourself a warm drink. I have also some goddess cards. I like to pull a goddess card and then just say which card's going to serve me in the course of the day. There's so many on on the market now, the angels, the animals. Also, what what I find in the morning too is cutting up a fresh orange or a lemon, uh, something citrusy really just to get the senses going and activate with that or even rubbing some essential oils into the skin and awakening the senses through the smell of the oils. It really is so calming and creates so much serenity for me to have a morning ritual.
0: It's amazing. We as coaches, we have quite a high self-awareness and limiting belief that there is about self-care and self-love, basically that it's selfish, right? We need to be there for other people. What do you think is your limiting belief or what, what takes you away from self-care?
2: Straight after I had the children, I, there was nothing happening about me, it was all about them. And I was taking on these years of what I had understood being a mother was that you put your children first and foremost and you, know, you forget yourself. And I, I think yes, of course you put your, your family first, and you also make time for yourself. I sat many, many years with guilt when I would be doing something. I would take a half day for myself and then I would say, oh, no, I can't. I, I have to go and get the children from the creche and bring them back home now. I can't be just indulging in myself a whole afternoon. And I find it so difficult. And I think that that's all to do with the emotion of guilt that I, you know, oh, no, you, you don't deserve this. You can't do this. This is not this is unheard of. You'll be judged as a bad mother. Yeah, and it's very easy to become disregulated by these voices that we have in our mind that stop us from taking care of ourselves. And yet we know, like we said, you can very quickly get to the overwhelm and you're no use to anyone. So it's really important. I think it's the, the the nervous system and the brain patterns, keeping them in a, in a state of regulation, where they they can be triggered easily, right? We can we can be going about our our day to day, and something shocks us or something takes us unawares, and we need to be able to get back to ourselves quickly. In a lot of what I, I deal with, sometimes I hear things that. I may not have experienced myself, so it's hard to fully understand them. And unless you can embody something, I'm a firm believer that you can't really stand in the shoes of the other person unless you've experienced it yourself. So I'm really happy to have my moments of self-care because through that, I am able to come back to myself in order to be available for the other people and to help them to calm down. The more I practice self-care, the more I realize that this is a normalization. I go back much quicker to myself and I take things less personally. I'm much less quickly triggered and I know that I have what I I need in, in that moment. So really just being able to switch to a calmness through my breath through feeling soft materials a lovely velvet cushion in front of me here even just when I rub that or when we have a cat at home it just caressing the cat it just brings immense calm and of course you don't have your cat or your cushion in the office but you can you can use your own skin to replicate this type of feeling and sensation in order to help to calm yourself
1: gosh that just gave me a light bulb moment just this feeling that When we're fully connected to our experience through our senses, through our body, through our being, that is the ultimate act of self-care. And you just expressed that in a way, Liz, that made me feel like a physical feeling of it, actually.
2: Yeah, beautiful, Sam. I totally get that. And quite often, you know, I think it was Carl Jung who said that when we're out there, we're dreaming. But when we're in here, we're being It's really great to connect to oneself. The quote from Carl Jung is, who looks outside dreams and who looks inside awakes. It's also about knowing what's right for you. Some sensations may not be right for people. Some people don't particularly want one sense. They want a different sense. So there is a range there for everyone to pick what what is meaningful for them and what helps them to stay in their calm and and bring them into the serenity when, you know, when you're stuck in the rush hour traffic, uh, you just want to be home, right? And all of these voices are going, Ted, it's like, oh, great, I'm in rush hour traffic. I can have a moment of mindfulness and I can just really feel my toes or I can appreciate the feel of my hands around the wheel of the car and really be in the present moment rather than frustrated by the external happenings that we have really no control over
0: what I love that you mentioned is very much about the being the groundness connection to values changing of perspectives very much what brings you in the moment connection to senses connection to self I love what you just shared Liz
1: so inspiring Liz and I feel like you know I want to ask you what's next with this quest for self-care it feels like it's opening up into something bigger I, I don't know
2: Yeah, well, I really want to get deeper into myself to be able to create more depth in my outward connections to life itself and the life force as well as to other humans and really bringing a design in in the ritual that each person could have quite easily. So what's next, Sam? I'm pretty much committed to meeting in small groups with different individuals to just see where we can coach out of them their need for their ritual. We have so many excuses not to do it, right? I really want to help people to get unstuck in their reasons for not practicing self-care and really awaken their own inner beauty. We only have life itself to live. And this life is ours and we need to be fully present in it and fully well and fully equipped be able to take on the challenges that we wish for pick your action believe it and make it happen
1: great advice liz and i love the sound of these self-care treasure boxes by the way i feel like there's a whole market out there for those
2: absolutely Sam.
1: we are so happy that you've joined us on our show today inspired by your words calmed by your words you just bring such a wealth of experience not only in your professional life
0: but in your personal life and it just oozes through your words Liz. Super inspired Liz by you and really really grateful you're here to share with us your wisdom and all your tips. We as women we really need to listen all these things because without self-care we cannot be there for anyone.
2: Thank you so much ladies indeed self-care seems to be something that is very comfortable And it is. And we need to do more of it, in my opinion.
1: Thank you, Liz. And if you will indulge us, we have a playful wildfire round where I'm just going to fire a few questions at you. There'll be two choices. And we're just going to roll with that, if that's okay.
2: Oh, I'm a bit scared, Sam. Not at all.
1: I I love playing.
2: I love playing. (laughs) I'm
1: all in. Okay, Lipstick or mascara? Lipstick. Sunrise or sunset?
2: Mmm, well, that's a real hard one. The romantic in me has to say sunset.
1: Chocolate
2: or sex? Chocolate every time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> book or movie?
2: Yeah, I'd be lying if I said book. Movie.
1: <laughs> and our last one, I'm just going to throw this in, in there because I kind of have to. Self-care or self cur <laughs> self-care, huh? Of course, self-care. Oh wow! Thank you, Liz, for being here with we three amazing ladies. Just thank you so much for everything you brought today.
2: Thank you, ladies. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast.
0: Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in
1: next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.